Welcome to the intersection of faith and the culture. It's Wall Builders. We're taking on the hot topics of the day from a biblical, historical, and constitutional perspective. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, well, you know, you can be a part of this by going to the website at wallbuilders.com. You can make a donation. You can get some good materials to study with your family, uh, with uh, with your with your coworkers. You can actually host a constitution class, biblical citizenship in modern America at your church, home, work, wherever. We even have a lunch break version of it now, so we're making it easier and easier for you to be the catalyst for a restoration of biblical values and constitutional principles. Check it out today at wallbuilders.com. All right, David and Tim, we've got later in the program John Amanchuku back with us. Uh, but listen, there is good news out of California. Another school board, another one, that uh, the good people stood up and said enough is enough. We're taking over and uh, said no to the woke nonsense. Uh, threw out the folks that had been on the school board, elected a new school board, willing to say no to the woke stuff. And uh, and John was out there testifying at their uh, at their school board meeting, and uh, so we're going to get him on to talk about it. But I'm just excited to see more and more of these school boards turning around. It has been really encouraging, and you know, guys, we've uh, done a lot of stuff with different groups and organizations around the nation that have been promoting this. Uh, the Moms for Liberty, the Moms for America. There, there's several groups and organizations, even in local states, uh, that aren't necessarily national groups, but that are are targeting the same thing. Uh, recognizing the opportunity, but also the necessity based on what's happening in culture, what's happening in some of these schools. Uh, for people paying attention on social media, there are some uh, conservative social media accounts, and all they do is is try to expose the actual videos, the actual online content that some of these progressive liberal crazy woke teachers are posting, where they're openly acknowledging and bragging about some of this nonsense. And, and conservatives are saying, hey, just, you know, so parents are aware, here's what they're saying they're doing. Um, and it, 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 it's led a movement for parents to get involved. And so we're seeing to so many levels. And Rick, I remember uh, seeing John, uh, a, a social media video it took off. And I didn't, even, I didn't even recognize who it was at first because the way that somebody had, had shared it. Uh, but there was an individual walks up to a microphone and he says, there's 10 things that black people don't need. And he starts going through this list and it just is like hammering against all of this woke nonsense going on. And I thought, man, that is such a good list. I didn't realize who that was at first. Come to find out that's our buddy, John. And I thought this is, this is exactly what more and more people need to hear in the conversation and in this movement is as, as we've just seen from the U S Supreme court saying that affirmative action with it being overruled and it not being a primary factor when it comes to bringing people in for universities, et cetera, and, and how it's, it's actually being used now to leverage against other students. So many things that have been argued and articulated by the left for actually decades has been proven to be very ineffective and, and actually detrimental in most situations on some of these ideas where they've been applied. And so it, it was so refreshing to hear John go down his list of things that people shouldn't do. Uh, and Rick, we talked about the fact that we, we had recently had him on the program and thought, no, we, we need to get him back anyway to talk about this list because this is such an important thought that is challenging the, the, the status quo and, and especially what a lot of liberals and leftists are promoting needs to be done in education that, again, we know is not beneficial and ultimately detrimental to so many young people. Well, Tim, John will be with us when we come back from the break. Stay with us, folks. You're listening to Wall Builders. Have you noticed the vacuum of leadership in America? 
we're looking around for leaders of principle to step up, and too often, no one is there. God is raising up a generation of young leaders with a passion for impacting the world around them. They're crying out for the mentorship and leadership training they need. Patriot Academy was created to meet that need. Patriot Academy graduates now serve in state capitals around America, in the halls of Congress, in business, in the film industry, in the pulpit, in every area of the culture. They're leading effectively and impacting the world around them. Patriot Academy is now expanding across the nation, and now's your chance to experience this life-changing week that trains champions to change the world. Visit PatriotAcademy.com for dates and locations. Our core program is still for young leaders 16 to 25 years old, but we also now have a citizen track for adults. So visit the website today to learn more. Help us fill the void of leadership in America. Join us in training champions to change the world at PatriotAcademy.com. This is Tim Barton from Wall Builders with another moment from American history. The Second Amendment to the Constitution, which guarantees to every individual the right to keep and bear arms, has been targeted for years now by those who are determined to dismantle the individual right to self-protection. Opponents argue that only the militia, the military, and law enforcement are to have and use firearms. But those who wrote the Second Amendment strenuously disagreed, including founding father Richard Henry Lee, a signer of the Declaration, a president of the Continental Congress, and one of those who actually framed the Second Amendment, he declared, to preserve liberty, it is essential that the whole body of the people always possess arms and be taught alike, especially when young, how to use them. For more information about Richard Henry Lee and the history of the Second Amendment, go to wallbuilders.com. Welcome back to Wall Builders. Thanks for staying with us. Great to have John Amachuku back with us. Pastor, God bless you, man. Thanks for some time again. Thank you, Rick, for having me on the show again. It's been a wonderful ride traveling the country and speaking truth to power. I'm enjoying what the Lord is doing in this season. Well, he's blessing what you're doing as well. We're seeing big changes happen all over the place, and and I love every time you get up in front of one of these school boards and just let them have it, man. I mean, you're just you're not holding back on the truth. Uh, before we jump into this uh, Temecula, California, when uh, erased the book, how's it going, man? I mean, we're uh, I'm hearing people talking about it all over the country. Yes, it's going well. This book has struck a nerve, you know, because a black man is not supposed to address critical race theory. I'm supposed to use critical race theory to benefit me. Uh, well, wait, wait. I thought they said you weren't black anymore. Well, you know what, man? It, it, go, it goes back and forth sometimes. You know, right now they're calling me a white supremacist, so I'm a white brother. Uh, Rick, you know, I'm trying to get used to this whole white thing, you know, and so if I'm not, if I'm not doing it too well, just let me know, Rick. Yeah. Are you but, having um, trouble <laughs> snapping to the music now? Is there like a, you know, lack yeah. of rhythm? I mean, you're getting all the whiteness disease stuff, right? <laughs> yes, but you know what? I, I, I can't clap on rhythm anymore, but I'm on time to all of my meetings. How about that? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, oh I can't oh, believe yeah. it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we 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 got to go to California here, uh, which always stops all the laughter because it's such a disaster out there. Uh, but but Temecula, California, they had and normally not not a real liberal town. I don't think I, I remember doing a constitution class there years ago. But the left took over their school board. They started doing all this woke stuff. Sounds like there's a good change there. Um, and and you went and testified on some of the nonsense that was in the in the books there as well. So. 
Catch us up on uh, on what happened at this last one because this got written up all over the place. Yeah, so the, the school board had voted not to allow uh, some, some curriculum materials that included the legacy of Harvey Milk, who is a known pedophile who at the age of 33 uh, slept with a young boy. He sodomized him, and so the school board leaders didn't want his legacy to be lifted up, and kudos to them for doing so. Yeah. So I went to speak at the school board about that, at the meeting about that, but while sitting there um, during the school board meeting and before it, I did some interviews with some people on the left, and I noticed that they kept making a comparison between the struggle of blacks in America through slavery and the Jim Crow era and what homosexuals are going through today in the LGBTQ community with their discrimination. And so that thing just rubbed me the, the wrong way because, you know, uh, Rick, I didn't choose to be a black man in America, although they're calling me a white man. I didn't choose to be black, but a person chooses whatever sexual behavior they practice. Yeah. You know, you choose to sleep with a man if you're a man. You choose to sleep with a woman if you're a woman. That is a choice, but my blackness and or my newly found whiteness is not a choice. Right, and it's and also so a behavior versus an innate characteristic, right? Exactly. That, that's the point. You just hit the nail on the head. And so while sitting in the meeting, you know, I was vexed and filled with righteous indignation. So I put together 10 things that black students don't need. And listen, people are angry with me. I'm an Uncle Tom. They, they're calling me black trash, which I've never heard of black trash before. <laughs> um, <laughs> but here, here, are the, here are the 10 things that I told them. I said, number one, we don't need affirmative action. Number two, we don't need equity. Number three, we don't need to be pandered to. Number four, we don't need you to dumb down test scores in order for us to thrive. Number five, we don't need a school system promoting a victim mentality. Number yeah. six, we don't need the soft bigotry of low expectations. Number seven, we don't need critical race theory. Number eight, we don't need reparations or any more welfare states and we know the impact of welfare states upon the marriage rate in the black community yeah and uh, then number nine i mentioned we don't need uh to be propped up as the darlings of the lgbtq community like Dwayne wade's son zaire i said that number 10 we don't need white liberals here's the one that i, I think this really really got to their heart they cut their heart we don't need white liberals telling us that they know what is best for the black community. Hey, man. Wow. You, you could have just done one of those and probably been attacked. For, <laughs> but you went for all 10 of them. I love the fact that you just sat there in the meeting. You're like, yeah, no, we don't need this. Don't need, and then, boom, here it is, the list of 10. It goes all over the place. Uh, in fact, we're going to do a link to the Washington Times article today where they break this down. And, uh, and, I, and I can only imagine the hate mail you're getting as a result. How did the room respond when you said that at the meeting? Well, you know, that people had rocks in their jaws. They're, they're, it, looked, it looked as if they were sucking on a lemon, you know, because <laughs> a black man is not allowed to think this way. People are telling me now that my wife has to be white, okay? <laughs> because in order for a black man to not want to be pandered to or someone to push the soft bigotry of low expectations upon him, He's got to have a white wife who's a white supremacist, and so therefore I'm sleeping with master, okay? Wow. This is just foolish. And, and, and it's, it's white people who are telling me this, white liberals, but it's also black 
female liberals, you know, who are telling me this, and it's foolish, it's condescending towards blacks in order for a black man to think uh, and, uh, along the lines of accountability, working with his hands, you know, and not living off of the government, you know, that I have to be white. You know, I take it. I take offense to that. Amen. Um, I'm not a white man. I'm a black man. Um, I don't try to make a God out of my skin tone, but I did want to send a clear statement that white liberals think that they own and monopolize blacks. And yeah. it's true. It's true. And I'm not going to stop saying it. They can call me whatever they want to call me, but I'm not going to stop pushing this truth upon them because they are false. They are liars. Ah, man. I love it. I love it. I wish we had like three hours. Folks, you need to dive into this. Erasedbook.com. Erasedbook.com is where you can get uh, John's book and, and dive into more of this. John, I, I, I so many directions we could go with this. I got to back up to to Harvey Milk. I remember when they made this guy a hero and they, and they started teaching, you know, all kinds of stuff, you know, trying to trying to hold him up as some some great hero and all that. And and very few people spoke out against against it based on exactly what you said earlier. Um, what about that one? How do people respond to that? And, and have you been talking about that other places as well? Well, yes, I have. You know, I received a message from a gentleman um, and he was very, very angry with me. Uh, we'll make him famous. His name is Brent Flannery. He said, you are a garbage human being. Wow. You're hateful and now a loser. Keep your hate out of our schools. This is what he said. He said, Harvey Milk will be taught and gay rights will be taught. Man. And so that's the response that I'm receiving from people who are of that community. They want the legacy of Harvey Milk to be kept alive. I don't know what, um, what love cord or string that white liberals and people on the left have towards pedophiles. Yeah. I just don't get it, Rick. I mean, why are, why are we propping up a man who sodomized a boy? I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. And this is why I'm on mission. I'm on task by God to travel to every school board possible in some of the wokest and darkest cities and preach the truth, preach with conviction, and remind them that God is concerned about his children. You know, Scripture tells us that it's better for a man to be thrown into a sea with a millstone tied around his neck than for us to do harm to a child. And we are harming our children. We have mental rapists, mental rapists, who want to ruin and destroy the mind of our children, and we must push back. So I'm asking people to go to erasebook.com. That's E-R-A. Cedbook.com. Purchase a copy of my book. Make a donation so that I can get to more school boards. I'm a black man slash white man on a mission, <laughs> <laughs> trying to save America, trying to fight against critical race theory, intersectionality, gender theory, queer theory, all of this wokeness. Support me in this effort. You know, the only problem I have with all of that is that, you know, I, I was thinking it'd be kind of cool for us to do the Ebony and Ivory tour and you and I go do. St now you could do an Ebony and Ivory tour by yourself. You, you, you could be the black guy and the white guy at the same time. It's crazy. Listen, you just hit on the core issue when you when you when you talk about teaching and speaking 
truth. They they lift up these pedophiles and the, and this evil because of moral relativism, no moral clarity, anything goes, you know, and we warned about this that it would that we would go off the cliff once we had no right and wrong. And the, and the moral clarity with which you stand up and say these things, I think is why these videos go so incredibly uh, viral and because every, everybody's hungry for it. They're tired of this shifting yeah. sand. They want something to stand on. And, and, and I got to ask you about the young people and their response to you, because we tend to think in the church, oh, we can't, you know, we can't stand firm on anything because you'll run everybody off. I think it draws them in. And, and I'm wondering if you're seeing and hearing the same thing. Yes. You know, I, I've been traveling the country, also speaking at churches and doing the work at our local, at my local church with our youth group. And there are many young people, young adults, and Gen Z, who admire the work that I'm doing. You know, because they all long to be a part of something that's bigger than them. And we, we, we have the answer. It's the kingdom. It's walking in, 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 in righteousness. It's walking in truth. And so many of them are celebrating me. They want to take pictures with me. They tell me that I'm a superhero and that, that I'm a celebrity now. And I oftentimes tell them I'm not a celebrity. I'm a servant. I'm a servant, you know, because celebrities do it for their own self-aggrandizement, but I'm doing this for the kingdom and for God. And so, yes, I'm, I, I am lauded amongst the younger generation, and that's significant because they can see that we, we are in a war between good and evil. Yeah, and, that, and that's exactly my point. If they, if, if the, if the mamsy-pamsy, you know, let's be nice and never call out uh, evil or any of that crowd was right— then, then you would be a repellent to, to 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 those young people, and instead they're going, man, finally somebody speaking truth, somebody that I can uh, that I can get clarity because they're, I just think they're, I mean, they're hungry for something to grab a hold of. They want something to stand on that that's firm, and that's why the truth sets you free. But you got to know truth to do that. Erasedbook.com, e r a c e d book dot com. And I know some of you that listen every day, you're like, didn't you just have John on and talk about it? Yeah, but man, I mean, it just gets better and better and better. And this Temecula thing, I think, is a is a great example. John, remind us. They, I mean, they they got active and took that school board back, and that's why they were able to take this this stand. Did you get a chance to visit with any of those those activists that that did this, or the new school board members? And and I know they're coming under attack. Even uh, Gavin Newsom and and the rest going after them. Um, tell us a little bit about how it changed there in Temecula. Yes. Well, you know, the church had a bright idea, Rick. They said, you know what? We're going to be the church. Wow. We're going to be the church. We're going to push back. And so a pastor by the name of Pastor Tim Thompson of 412 Temecula, he uh, created a PAC and did some training with uh, future um, board candidates and raised a ton of money to help get some people elected. You know, the church said, you know, we're not going to sit idly by and allow weirdos and perverts to dominate our school system and pervert our children. And so this has created a revival in Temecula. And there are so many people now who are standing up who were once silent. I met with so many Christian leaders and people who led grassroots organizations in Temecula, and they are all on fire. And I believe that what took place in Temecula, in that the church got on the front lines and got out of the bleachers and went into the stadium and said, let's fight. I believe that this can take place in every city in America, but we need a David, Amen. and we need some Deborahs to lead. 
Amen, brother. Amen. And they're out there. They're in every community. What happened there in Temecula could happen all over this country if the church gets engaged, if it gets, you know, if it wakes up and it starts speaking truth. John, you're always get me so excited. I I mean, I love it, man. I get to laugh, have fun, but also be in the fight (laughs) and uh, on the front lines. You've got that joy that that, that comes only from our salvation and yet that that righteous anger being channeled in the right direction to make a difference. Why we love having you on, man. Let's get you back soon. Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate your support. All right, folks, at racebook.com, and we'll be right back with David and Tim Barton. Stay with us. Hey, guys, we want to let you know about a new resource we have at Wall Builders called The American Story. For so many years, people have asked us to do a history book to help tell more of the story that's just not known or not told today. And we would say very providentially in the midst of all of the new attacks coming out against America, whether it be from things like the 1619 Project that say America is evil and everything in America was built off slavery, which is certainly not true, or things like even the Black Lives Matter movement, the organization itself, not not the statement Black Lives Matter, but the organization that says we're against everything that America was built on and this is part of the Marxist ideology. There's so many things attacking America. Well, is America worth defending? What is a true story of America? We actually have written and told that story. Starting with Christopher Columbus, going roughly through Abraham Lincoln, we tell the story of America not as the story of a perfect nation or a perfect people, but the story of how God used these imperfect people and did great things through this nation. It's a story you want to check out. Wallbuilders.com, The American Story. We're back on Wobblers. Thanks for staying with us. Thanks to John Amatuku for joining us and uh, and for going to California as well as South Carolina and all these other places he's gone to testify at these school board meetings. It's uh, it's making a difference because every time he talks to that group, it influences that school. But then those videos go viral and we see it all over the country. So I'm glad to see us turning a school board around and I'm glad to see some truth being spoken and then shared across the nation. Yeah, you know, Rick, you were talking earlier that you recall Temecula as a fairly conservative part of the state. And it is and it was. And it's interesting that in those conservative parts of the state, and we've seen this all across rural America, that conservative people thought conservative folks were running the school boards in their conservative towns. And as it turns out, they weren't. Those people had not been involved, and they just assumed other people in their town thought like they did, and that's just not the case. And so now that Temecula has a new school board, it's significant that they want a new voice. They want a new direction. Um, They've asked John to to come testify, and he did, and did a terrific job. And, of course, it made people mad that were not conservatives, that, that were liberals. But I've been seeing in, in just recent articles that a lot of the, the more conservative and rural areas had thought that they had conservative policies and found out that in the last two or three years, their school boards have adopted some really radical policies, some, some things that did not reflect that community. And so they've gotten back involved in, in school board elections. And as Tim mentioned, Moms for Liberty and Moms for America and these other groups are working together. And even as John mentioned, a number of folks got together in Temecula. A bunch of different groups came together. And that's a really healthy thing for it to happen. And it, it really is humorous to, to hear John address that stuff and talk about the, you know, they were chewing rocks after he finished the stuff. But even Rick, going back to what you guys were talking about, the fact that he doesn't reflect that group and, and liberals tend to think in groups and not individuals and conservatives and Christians tend to think in, in terms of individuals, not groups. But the fact that, you know, you can stereotype things and say, well, he, he's kind of lost rhythm, but but he's on time meetings now, you know, that. And, and it's really good to hear him talk in these communities. And I love the fact that he's made this into a, I, I would call it a ministry. I don't know that he would, but the fact that he's willing to travel 
to these school boards as a black man all across the country and address this kind of nonsense is good. And that's a great reason, as he mentioned, to buy his book, which is a way of financing the for him to go be the voice in these communities and, and say things that you and I could never get away with saying. I would then assume as a pastor, he would definitely view this as a ministry. And so this is something that, you know, dad, just to that point, that this is something that as he's going and communicating these values, as you mentioned, for a lot of Christians and conservatives, this is something that should be pretty commonplace. And unfortunately, even though we can look and see that oftentimes you see liberals and leftists that want to be more group oriented, that they want to put people in groups and value based on groups. Unfortunately, we're seeing way too often Christians and conservatives embracing that mantra. But Dad, to your point, it's it's not something that is part of a traditional conservative perspective. It's not something that is part of a biblical perspective, uh, because in God's economy, there there is no classes, there are no groups, there is no male or female, there's there's no Jew or Greek or Scythian or slave or free, because we are all one in Christ, and it's much more of a Marxist, socialist, communist ideology that says the value of the individual is based on the group, or even that would argue the validity of the argument is based on the person making the argument. And this is definitely something that is is one of those logical fallacies when you have a conversation with someone. And, and one, of the more, one of the more common misdirections is the ad hominem attack, where if you're having a conversation with somebody and they don't like it, all of a sudden they want to accuse you of being a terrible person. And they say, well, you're a transphobe and you're a racist or whatever the case might be, whatever title they want to malign you with. But it's, it's one of those misdirects. It's, it's being intellectually dishonest because it's not engaging in the conversation. Well, one of the things that is also one of these tools that oftentimes liberals and leftists use is the position of power and authority. And so if you're not a woman, you don't have a uterus, then you can't speak to the issue of reproductive rights or abortion, et cetera. So it's a little ironic that now they're, they're gonna say that he's not really a black man because if he's a black man, then it gives credibility in their mind that he can make these statements. They have to call him a white man or something else. It's utterly ludicrous, but what it tells us is that they are not able to win based on the argument. Therefore, they have to change and alter the attack on the individual Nonetheless, this is incredible news, what John is doing, and we definitely would encourage people to find that book. Erasedbook.com is the website, erasedbook.com. You can get the uh, get the book there. Book John in to come speak. If you want to have some of that power at your local school board, uh, what a great opportunity. I'm uh, sure you could convince John to come in and speak at uh, your local school board as well and have him speak at your church or at your gathering at the same time as well. So good stuff there. Check it out, Erasedbook, and that's Erased, E-R-A-C-E-D. B-O-O-K.com. Thanks for listening to Wobblers. We stand undivided.